0: the heat of Hirondale hit as soon as Lynn stepped off the train. It always seemed to be disproportionately warm here, a result of the mountains forcing all of the heat down into the valley and across to the coast. He'd been sure to bring some of his cooler suits for when he got here, and got into one early in the morning. The fabric was weaved with magic, making sure it would keep him hot in the winter and cooler in the summer. They were expensive, of course, which was why he didn't wear them all of the time, along with the fact he really didn't like the way the suits hung on his frame. His hair was scraped back into a traditional elvish braid, partly to keep up appearances, but mostly to keep the hair out of his face in the heat. He had no idea whether the apparent dual purpose was because of the elvish proclivity for heat, or whether it was completely coincidental. Caelan had swapped to thinner shirts, too, his leather jacket he had been wearing the entire time having been packed securely into his bag. Lynn had offered to braid his hair back, but he had denied, saying his hair wasn't quite long enough to braid back properly and was still short enough to keep out of his face. The two of them made their way along the train, Lynn guiding Caelan to where the horses were being housed in a separate carriage. He could almost sense everyone looking at them, hear the whispers as well. Maybe he had been out of the city for too long, but it had only been a month or two at most. It didn't matter, really. He knew just how quickly words spread around in this place. Everyone would know that he was back in town, and that never boded well. Sheila only seemed slightly annoyed at being left with other people for the last three days. She instantly walked up to Lynn, ears pinning back and tails swishing in annoyance. He couldn't help but sigh out loud. Sheila could get annoying when she didn't like you. Come on, drama queen, he joked, leading her away from the train and trying to find some privacy so he could mount her properly. <laughs> Uh-oh. You upset the racist horse, Caelan chuckled, following along with Kiva, who, if anything, seemed happy about the time he had being so spoiled. What's up with your sister, huh? Lynn heard him mutter to his own horse, and he couldn't help but roll his eyes. Lynn used to understand the saying, there's no place like home. He used to be excited about coming home, back before what seemed like a lifetime ago, when there were people at home to be excited about. But for now it just looked empty, the lights all turned out behind closed curtains. People had been here of course, managing the upkeep, looking after the horses, making sure no one broke in and stole everything. Maybe that made it a little better. None of the plants in the garden seemed to have died, which was certainly a lot better than when Lynn was looking after them. Maybe he should get around to having a full-time gardener before they got too destroyed and the surroundings got reclaimed by the desert. They were halfway through the front garden before he realised how quiet Caelan was. He slowed his walking, watching how Caelan slowed too, apparently without even noticing. Home sweet home, huh? He smiled, and Calen turned to look at him with a blank expression. It was probably even worse than if he had had a disgusted look on his face. Lynn paused. He certainly didn't want this to be uncomfortable for him. I thought you said that your house was smaller than your friend's, Caelan responded, and Lynn finally figured out what was happening. He was most definitely overwhelmed by the size of it. It was strange. Lin hadn't really seen it before. Most of the people who visited didn't really like the house and the way it had been built. The Chase Mansion was right on the edge of the city, close to the Harters Ridge and backing up onto the small forest that was found there. Lin could remember as a child when it took him over half an hour to walk to the edge of the city, But in the last century, it had expanded out until his house was only a couple of minutes away. His father had always bragged that it was thanks to them that the city had expanded so fast. While Lin knew there were a few contributing factors, he couldn't argue that they were definitely one of the main ones. The house had grown almost as much as the city had. His grandfather had built the main section, or so he had been told but his mother had been both rich and bored, and so the house had expanded at an exponential rate. Wings added to accommodate his and his siblings' hobbies, more and more guest rooms as her status grew, and even a large temple right in the back of the land. Lynn could barely remember a time that construction wasn't going on in and around their land. She'd tried to match the house designs, and you could see that, but you could also almost track her current fashion obsessions, depending on the section of the house. Lynn's specific wing, holding his room along with a laboratory and a large library separate from his father's, was very heavily inspired by some of the Ackland tribes, all dark woods and red accents. He couldn't really complain, he'd always loved the style, but it was an obvious contrast to the white walls and woven textiles of his brother's rooms. It was an amazing time as a kid, bribing the architects and the builders to add secret tunnels and rooms that only he and his siblings knew about. Looking back, it definitely seemed a little pretentious children bribing builders with what was probably an entire year's wages, but he tried not to think about it too hard. It is smaller than my friends, he chuckled, trying to act calm despite the panic that was slowly rising in his chest. What if Caelan wanted to leave because he thought he was too upper class? What if it changed his view of him? It just looks bigger because it's longer, it doesn't go as far back as his does. Kaylin nodded, but Link could still see his eyes darting around and trying to take everything in. He kept an eye on him as he walked up to the house, fishing his key out of his pocket and opening the front door. He'd had to forgo the added security of the magical locks, seeing as he couldn't actually unlock them. A part of him was worried, The entrance of the house had originally been designed to be intimidating, and his father had only made things worse. Sure, Lin had taken a lot of the decorations down, mainly the paintings, but some of the larger statues and golden fixtures still remained. He'd at least broken up the marble floor with a few strategically placed rugs, and a new carpet ran up both sets of stairs leading to the second floor. Linz thought that it made the place look a little bit less pretentious. Of course, that wasn't something he could really learn himself. It all depended on what Kalen thought about it. Most of the, um, really showy stuff is down here. Ballroom, dining room, kitchen. Some of the old guest bedrooms as well, but they're not really used next floor is the more live-in things, my office, the living rooms, drawing rooms, things like that. All of the main bedrooms were on the second floor, right at the top. Lynn knew he was babbling, but hoped that Kalen wouldn't be too concerned about it. This was the first time he'd had someone actually personal in the house, someone who he wanted to tone down how pompous the house was. Usually it was business partners, and he was far better at talking the house up than he was at talking it down. So, you live here all on your own? Cailin finally asked, readjusting his bag on his shoulder. And Lynn tried hard not to make his pause before answering too obvious. I do now. Yeah. "'It was the family home until everyone else moved on,' Lynn replied. "'It technically wasn't lying.' "'Technically.' He tried to ignore the way that Kaylin nodded slightly. Surely if he had known what happened, he would have brought it up by now. "'That's fair. "'It must be odd, a big house all like this. "'Do you have any servants that keep the place going, or is it just you?' Kaylin asked.' and Lynn finally took the time to guide him up the stairs toward his bedroom. There were spare rooms, of course, but a part of him hoped that Kaelin would still want to stay with him. It seemed a little manipulative, maybe, putting the onus on Kaelin to say he didn't want to stay with him. But right now, he didn't feel strong enough to give him the option straight off. Um, there used to be. I don't really bother anymore. I might get a gardener. I've never really had much of a green thumb. But the vast majority of things I can do myself just fine. The bonus of never sleeping, I guess. If I need something, I'll get someone in on one-off. It doesn't seem fair to keep them on the books and never really use them, he responded, pushing the door to his room open and letting Caelan inside. His room was definitely less grandiose than most of the rest of the house. He'd kept with his mother's original design scheme, almost monochromatic, with accents of dark red scattered around. He couldn't lie, he enjoyed how it looked, and the room was definitely big enough to carry the darker shades of grey that covered most of the walls. A four-poster bed dominated most of the room, looming above him and also hitting the ceiling with black velvet drapes hanging from the crossbars. He would be the first to admit that it looked kind of like a stereotypical villain's lab, but it was still a good look. If Flynn was being honest, he was slowly cheating on his resolution of not bringing his work into the bedroom. Most of the actual work was either completed in his lab or his office, sure, but... There was a definite creep of some research books into his personal shelves in here. He always told himself that it was just in case he got a dash of inspiration in the middle of the night, but it was probably just laziness and unwillingness to take things back into the office when he was finished with them. It's a really nice room, Kaylin finally said, and Lynn turned to see him looking around. He didn't seem too surprised or too put out by the side of it. So, how many guys do you bring back here? Lynn couldn't help but blush, ears ticking down a little in embarrassment as he moved to put his bag down on a dresser to prepare to unpack from the trip. Um, not many, believe it or not. Usually don't come back here anyway, it's a bit... I don't know. It always seems that I'm showing off bringing people back here. I prefer to go to hotel rooms or to theirs or, you know, other places. He didn't want to continue with his thought. Didn't want to let Kayla know the number of times he'd gone into clubs, found a guy and been dragged into the bathroom for the quickie. So I should feel privileged, Hmm. Kalen grinned, walking up behind Lynn and grabbing his hips. Lynn's ears kept twitching, part in embarrassment and part in interest, as he stood stock still. Kalen rested his chin on his shoulder, and Lynn couldn't help but tilt his head slightly to rest it on top of his. Yeah. Congratulations. First guy to successfully talk himself into my bedroom. Definitely something to write home about, Lynn replied trying to fight down the urge to purr that was building up in his stomach. He didn't want to freak Kalen out too much, didn't want him to run. He didn't even have any idea whether they were dating or not, whether it was something that Kalen was even interested in. It wasn't like this was something he had ever done before. Well, I feel very honoured, Kalen replied, and Lynn couldn't help but pause as he felt him kiss up his neck towards his jaw. I, um, I could do with someone around, you know, general bodyguard work. It's not, it's not really dangerous here, but it would help me out if you wanted to stay around. Lynn felt Kaelin tighten behind him and panicked that he had said something wrong. Backpedaling usually wasn't a good tactic, but right now it felt necessary. It won't be all the time, and you don't have to stay with me, I can pay well, and there's one or two other jobs that I could really use someone around for. Some research too, if you're willing. That makes me sound like a serial killer, but it's hard to find bards, you know? Quicker journey home as well, if you wanted, and... Lynn heard himself trail off at the end. Kaelen was still so tense behind him and a part of him wanted him to grab his hands, stroke his thumbs across the back of them to calm himself down, if not Caelan. It was something he'd offered before, but never really got an answer to. The pause before Caelan spoke was possibly one of the longest in his life. When he did speak, it was slow, as if he was thinking of his words carefully. I'll think about it. I don't know just yet, I don't want to give you an answer and change my mind later, but give me a couple of days and I'll let you know.